Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Melissa C., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Tuesday, June 9th, 2020. This is the 7 a.m. meeting. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are at page 161, first paragraph, starting with Now This House, and we'll be reading one paragraph only. Today's readers are The Twelve Steps, Jessica G., Twelve Traditions, Maura Z., The Readers of the Text are Allison L., Carmela G., and Rebecca F., Waiting in the Wings for Us. Okay, the reference numbers for um, for yesterday, for Monday, June 8th, 7 a.m. meeting was one four. I'm sorry, one four seven seven zero, one four seven seven zero, and for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting was one four seven seven one. Okay, um, the OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Jessica G., to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Jessica. Good morning. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 
10. Continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service. Thank you, Jessica. I will now ask Maura Z to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Maura. Good morning, Melissa. Thanks so much for your service. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every group, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. <clears throat> Excuse me. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. Thank you, Maura. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass and then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today we resume our study of the big book, 
and we are on page 161, the first paragraph, starting with now this house, and we're reading one paragraph only. I will now ask Allison L. to begin reading for us. Good morning, Allison. Good morning, Melissa. Thank you. Now this house will hardly accommodate its weekly visitors, for they number 60 or 80 as a rule. Alcoholics are being attracted from far and near, from surrounding towns. Families drive long distances to be present. A community 30 miles away has 15 fellows of Alcoholics Anonymous. Being a large place, we think that someday its fellowship will number many hundreds. And I have an asterisk that it's written in 1939. I'm Allison L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Ohio. And um, this reading, this paragraph here today, I'm... I'm reminded how amazing it is that 80 years after these men worked together, my life is forever changed. Um, that the raw, undiluted instructions they followed um, became documented here and have now changed countless lives and addicts of all types, family members, and anyone who even knows an addict as can be touched um, and helped by these 12 steps. And what really stood out um, is that people were being attracted from far and near. And um, that made me reflect on um, page 18 where it talks about um, what is so attractive about someone who's found the solution, that their deportment, their behaviors, manners show that they have a real answer and that there's no attitude of holier than thou, that if there's a sincere desire to be helpful, no fees to pay, no people to please, no lectures to be endured, and no access to grind. And so um, I was, um, you know, thinking to myself, you know, can I show up? Am I showing up in meetings like this, in my family, in my life? Am I demonstrating this um, to attract people to recovery, to the rooms of 12 steps? And most days I can by keeping in fit spiritual condition and continuing to follow and work the 12 steps um, entire in entire abstinence. And, you know, that shows others my life's no longer about managing, about it's not about getting the next prize or fix for whatever discomfort I may be experiencing in life. And um, this morning I had the, the honor of, of reading the step nine and 10 promises with someone. And, um, and I was remembering that, not only am I able to show up like this and and hopefully be attracting people um, to recovery, but I'm not forcing myself to be or not be any certain way. Um, I'm not trying to appear to be someone with a solution that um, by working the steps, by doing this spiritual work, by relying on God and helping when and where I can, um, the natural fruit is is hopefully this attraction. Um, that people can see in me something that they desire for themselves and will um, continue coming to meetings if they see me there or um, will ask about meetings when they need a solution for their life. So that's my reflection for this morning, and I will pass. Great. Thank you so much, Allison, for getting us started. Okay, so... Before I open up the lines for sharing, I just want to remind us all that although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day. So if you've shared on Friday or Monday, 
um, on on either of the meetings, whether it's the first hour or the second hour, um, we ask you you refrain, you know, in others that in order that others might share their experience too. So, who would like to share this morning? Rowena K. Rowena K. Pamela G. Barbara E. Carmela, Barbara E. There was someone else that came in after Barbara E. Could you repeat it again? I got Rowena, Carmela, Barbara E. Kim T. Kim T. Good morning. Anyone else? Okay, I'm going to take that as a no. So we're going to start off with four people. We've got Rowena K, and Carmela G, Barbara E, and Kim T. Okay, so Rowena K, you can go ahead and unmute and welcome. Thank you very much. Um, hi, my name is Rowena K, uh, recovering, recovered one day at a time. And um, I guess I, I mostly want to say how pleased I am that I'm still on this meeting. Um, and to talk about the far and near, you know, people being attracted to it far and near, and I don't think there's anything more kind of appropriate that can be said about this meeting because I'm in the UK, but I'm originally from South Africa. And I speak to my sponsor who's in um, Louisville, Kentucky. And I know people in Ecuador uh, through this meeting. Um, and um, I'm really grateful to the meeting because... I found it by mistake, but I've stayed because, you know, I continue to be attracted to it because of the message that it gives me um, and the support that I get. Um, I've been lucky enough to be able to ring newcomers when they announce themselves who are all over um, the U.S., and that's given me so much support. Um, I relapsed about a, uh, about a month ago, and it was just through uh, calling newcomers to the meeting that I was actually able to get back, um, get my sobriety, my abstinence back. Um, and the meeting is growing, I think, because um, people have done, you know, um, um, Zoom meetings and um, workshops, which has spread the meeting to Ireland. And it's kind of just having um, a ripple effect, like a boomerang. It's just coming back and forward. And um, I hope that I'm also um, being part of that, sort of spreading the message and you know, reaching people near and far, it's its just amazing. It's, it's, it's electric sometimes when I think about it. So I'm really grateful and um, thank you. I'm shocked that I was actually able to share today without too much of a struggle and be the first person to speak. So um, have a great day, everybody. Thank you. Great. Thank you, Rowena Kay. Okay, next up we've got Carmela G and Carmela will be followed by Barbara E. Good morning, Carmela. Good morning, Melissa, and thank you so much for your service and everyone that's on the line this morning. Um, I, I don't believe that when this book was written, our forefathers would have ever dreamt that the technology would have taken off the way it has in this century. And we are able to, as Roseanne said, reach out our hands. 
the people that we can touch, the, the number of addictive programs that follow these steps. I have, I have sponsees that are in AA, have 20 years in AA, in Narcotics Anonymous with double-digit numbers in NA, and now we are working in OA together. And we all follow the principles. And I get to go to all of these meetings, not for my own addictions, but my primary is food. But yet I get to support them. And even their Zoom meetings. So no matter what life circumstances are throwing us, this staying home listening we're able to reach out and work this program and show love and kindness. And that is a gift. It's such a gift that if these, if Bill and Bob and all the forefathers had never begun, we would be lost. But together, we are walking this journey in every aspect not only within our own country, but internationally. And to me, that is just fills me. It fills that hole in my heart with love, kindness, and allows me to do service. And that is the primary focus of keeping my own abstinence. And I wish you all a beautiful day. And I pass. Okay, thank you so much, Carmela. Next up is Barbara E., and Barbara will be followed by Kim T. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning, and thank you so much for your service and your lovely voice. Well, I am amazed. Really, I am amazed because prior to coming into OA 23 years ago, I was to anger, anxiety, depression, self-pity, resentment, you name it. The four horses of an apocalypse rode through my house every day. And of course, I had 12 sizes in my closet. So I wanted to lose the weight. But that's really not what I want to share with you today. Through the miracles of Zoom, I went someplace I'd probably never get to go, to stepping stones for a, quote, family picnic. I say, quote, because we never actually got to see each other. There were 2,000 of us there. There was a Spanish translator for the people that needed it in Spanish, a French translator, and of course, an English translator. And we got to see the kitchen that Lois and Bill sat around the table at and all the many, it seemed like hundreds of coffee cups for the people that came to visit them. And I heard a miracle and I'm going to share the message, but not the messenger, um, because that's what there was. There were presenters talking. An 11-year-old boy who was in Alateen and he couldn't get a sponsor. 
He has he had been taken by his mom away from his abusive biological father. They'd relocated. She'd remarried a wonderful man whose only seeming fault was that he made the boy eat his vegetables. The boy was acting out in school. He was failing his courses. He was going to Alateen, but he couldn't find a sponsor. And the man, this wonderful stepfather said, well, what is it you do there? And this boy said, well, we read this book called Al- Alco- Alcoholics Anonymous and some other literature. And the man said, I'll do it with you. Let's open the book. And they opened the book and they read it together. And the boy said he's now up to step nine and he can't wait to make his amends to his teacher, to his mother for blaming her for the breakup, to his stepfather, to his younger brother. And he was, the promises were coming true. So what does that say to me? Anyone can be a sponsor. Don't be afraid of sponsorship. This book is your lead. Oops. This book takes you through it, and you will definitely, that's my timer. I don't know if you could hear it. This book will lead you through it. Being a sponsor is the most wonderful experience in my life, and hearing it through other people's eyes is a joy that I don't want to miss, and anyone can do it. Just jump out there, and the water is warm. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Barbara A. Okay, next up, I've got Kim T., and then I'll open it back up for sharing. Good morning, Kim. Hi, this is Kim T. I'm a compulsive overeater, anorexic, exercise bulimic. I'm up in northern Michigan. Um, what grabs me are the statements for the number, for they number 60 or 80 as a rule. Families drive long distance to be present or that we think someday its fellowships will be will number many hundreds. To me, that solidifies that with God, there are no limits. The healing is immeasurable. When we have hearts conscious of God's, conscious of God's service just becomes our nature. It tells me as long as I seek God's will and stay spiritually fit, I can continue to heal in a way I never thought possible and that I can help others heal out of the pits of hell. This paragraph didn't seem like much, but like every paragraph in the book, if I look deep enough, there's something profound ready to grab my heart. Now, under my management, I ran until I bled under my sports bra. Under my management, I ran in negative to 12 degree weather with a wind chill minus 20 and a frostbite warning less than, in less than 30 seconds. Or I went snowshoeing the day after I got out of the cardiac unit. Under my direction, I ate as soon as my family went to bed. My little girl would hear how much her mother hated herself, her body, just like her mom did. But here I can see that there's hope under God's management. Right now I'm walking without harming my body, eating to nurture my body, and experiencing healing like I never thought possible. 
Now I'm excited to share it with others. This home I don't think was built to do this work, but with humility, God's direction, and hearts after God, look what it became. Look what we all can become. Useful to our powerful creator, agents of his healing, and brought, I was brought out of my running nightmare to a glorious sense of purpose and love. I'm Kim T., a newly recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic, and exercise bulimic, and I pass. Thank you so much, Kim T., for sharing. Um, Okay, so just to remind everybody where we are, we are on page 161. We read the first paragraph, Now This House. Reading, we read one paragraph only, and um, I'm now ready to take more names. So long as you haven't shared on Friday or Monday, we are happy to have you share. So who's who would like to share? Michelle Allen. Michelle, what was the initial of your last name, Michelle? F as in Frank. F as Sh- in Frank. Yeah. Stephen. Sharon B. Sharon. Was it Sharon C? B as in brother. Okay, and I heard a gentleman's name. Stephen G. Stephen G. Barbara P. Barbara P. Morrissey. Sam S. Sam S. Great. Good morning, Sam. Okay, so we've got Michelle F., Sharon B., Stephen G, Barbara P, Maura Z, and Sam S. I think that's good. We can get started with that. Michelle S, would you unmute and um, good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me? I gotcha. Great. Thank you so much for um, hearing my name. I'm Michelle F, uh, newly recovered also in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I get so much out of hearing other people share on each one of these paragraphs. And I know that I've heard so frequently someone will say, I didn't think this paragraph said much, or I didn't think it had much. Um, But then just hearing what God puts into the hearts of others to share, and it just makes me realize so much. And with a combination of this paragraph talking about how many people with just one thing in common that they knew for sure they had in common, how it brought so many of them together and now hundreds of thousands, you know, who knows how many total. And it helps me to remember to try to stay humble and to stay in my humility, which I have a hard time doing. My ego still says that I have the answers for everyone around me. And my ego still says that I know what everyone else should do, and I know exactly why they're having the problems that they have. But this really helps me to remember that I don't know why I'm suddenly in someone else's path, and I don't know why someone else is suddenly in my path. So all I can do is share my experience and my strength and my hope and and pray that God uses that to to the best way that that he wants to. 
Um, and I have to let it go with that. And there's so much peace and relief for me in remembering that. And I do have to remember it many, many times and with every person that I encounter. But it's such a relief to take that pressure off of myself. And I really am grateful for my higher power and this meeting for helping me grow. And I'll pass. Okay. Thank you so much, Michelle F. Next up is Sharon B. And Sharon will be followed by Stephen G. Good morning, Sharon. Good morning. Can you hear me? I got you. Yep, loud and clear. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much for your service. And thank you for all the uh, almost 400 people on this magnificent, miraculous meeting. Um, so what I got out of this paragraph is something miraculous, something deeply spiritual, um, where it talks about, um, a community of 30, 30 miles away has 15 fellows of Alcoholics Anonymous being a large place we think that someday its fellowship will number in the hundreds. Um, and where my mind goes with that is the reality of what 12-step fellowships in general on this planet has become. I actually went online first to Wikipedia and then to other platforms to see if I can find a list of all 12-step fellowships in existence. And they didn't even come close, any of them. The highest number that I found on the internet was 30. And they don't even come close to the miraculous recovery programs patterned after Alcoholics Anonymous. That is so miraculous to me. I'm getting what I call body bumps instead of goosebumps. Um, just at the thought that I'm part of a movement that, that proclaims to be miraculous, that proclaims to be life-saving and life-affirming. And I'm so humbled that when I wake up every morning to know this and to feel this and to be part of it and to show my allegiance for it means I have to recover, that there is no suggestion in this for me that it's, it's become a must. I must be part of this if I am to continue to recover. Today I have, um, today I have 90 days of miraculous abstinence and through no doing of my own, it was all my higher power lovingly, gently, and affirmatively guiding me 
into doing the next right thing. And with that, I thank you and I pass. Thank you so much, Sharon B. Okay, next up is Stephen G. And Stephen will be followed by Barbara P. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning. Um, I'm Stephen G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Thanks a lot for your service. Uh, grateful to be here this morning. Um, alcoholics are being attracted from far and near, from surrounding towns, families drive long distances to be present. So those two sentences tell me a bit about the desperation um, of these people and also about the hope that they're, they're finally seeing. For me, I was in Overeaters Anonymous for a few years before I found the Vision for You meetings. And it's very much what I felt when I found the the Vision for You meetings. For the first time, uh, much like these alcoholics, somebody was explaining to me in very simple, understandable terms the nature of the problem. Um, For the first time, somebody was explaining to me in very simple terms the exact path to the solution. And for the first time, I was seeing many, many people who were recovered and back to normal, who had permanent recovery, one day at a time, by the grace of God. And the, the simple explanation of the problem was that I had this allergy of the body and this obsession of the mind, and the only way uh, that I could deal with that is entire abstinence. But that was not enough because I had this obsession of the mind and I needed to do the 12 steps as they were laid out in these simple terms backed by the original founders uh, of the AA program. Not in a diluted form, um, not in a form that focuses just on tools, that talks a lot about nature, talks a lot about the problem and food, but talks about the solution. Uh, And finally, that I could hope to get back to being normal, to be a recovered state, and to be peaceful, joyous, happy, and not need the food. And that was really the first time I was hearing that. And, uh, and when I heard that, I was so attracted to it, and I wanted it so badly that I would do whatever it takes. Much like, like these people, I would drive for long distances to find this solution. So I'm grateful for it. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you. Next up, we've got Barbara P., and Barbara will be followed by Maura Z. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning. Barbara P., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in the Atlanta area. And, yeah, like Stephen, I got stuck on the same words, alcoholics are being attracted from far and near, and it really got me thinking about what were they being attracted to and why were they driving, you know, far to get it? What were they trying to get? And I thought about how long, how many decades of my life I chased being thin. I would drive anywhere, do anything, for anything I thought was a solution to being thin. And when I really, you know, think about it, it's only because I thought thin was somehow well, that then if I was thin, none of life's problems could touch me. They never did. Anyone who was thin lived a charmed life. Like, that was my fantasy. That was really my belief. But I don't know. I I did drive long distances when I first came in because... I don't think I was just, I was seeing healthy bodies, but I also was 
seeing people who seemed at ease and comfort, comfortable with themselves and with each other. And I wasn't. I wasn't. And even as I began losing weight, even with the high of losing weight, it's still, I couldn't get at ease or comfortable with myself. And I was attracted to that. I wanted that. I wanted to be at peace. I wanted to feel like I fit in the world. Um, so this really hit me this morning about, you know, that's what I was attracted to. I thought it was thinness that would get me there, but it really wasn't. I mean, I did get the healthy body, and I'm so appreciative of that. It's, it is much easier to move in the world. But the reality is I'm getting some of that ease and comfort without any need to look to food for it. And and it's so clear to me that that is what food did. Food just turned down the volume on life and somehow made me feel a little less vulnerable. Um, so, yeah, it, I, I drove a long way. I still drive a long way. And I just encourage anyone who's new. I hear so many people say, well, I just want somebody in. You know, I'm looking for a sponsor, but they have to be in my town or my state or even my region. Oh, the heck with it, right? Just take take what what is being put in front of you. It was such a gift for me to, like, no barriers. Just go for it. Um, anyway, I'm so grateful I did because life is very different today, and I feel pretty at ease and comfortable most of the time, which is just nothing short of miraculous. So thanks. With that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Barbara P. Okay, next up is Maura Z, and Maura will be followed by Sam S. Good morning, Maura. Good morning, Ms. Melissa. Thanks so very much for your service this morning. I'm Maura Z, and I'm a gratefully recovered compulsive overeater by God's grace and mercy. So what is this telling me this morning? It's telling me that no matter the circumstances, surrounding my addiction and the pain I'm going through, I can find a meeting. I can find another human being on this planet who knows exactly how I feel, who knows the pain I've lived because that person has walked in my shoes. I can find that person in innumerable 12-step meetings too many to count. I am um, uh, living in an area where we have 11 or 12 OA meetings. I've lost count. And right now, some of them have been closed because of COVID. But several of them, I think more than not, have have gone to Zoom, have, have been able to continue to carry this message to the still suffering. Um, you know, it is a small world. <clears throat> Regardless of what we think, it's a small world because I can come to this meeting and I can hear voices from Ireland and Germany and Russia and Ecuador, Israel. I mean, you know, almost I think every state in the union I've heard, I'm not sure, but this is a safe place. This is a safe place for me to be heard for me to hear what I need to hear, because the truth is spoken at this particular OA meeting. There is no, um, there are no, well, I can't say there are no, but there are more people here speaking the truth, 
from a place of experience because they've walked through the 12 steps. They've taken the hand of a sponsor or a guide and they've extended their hand to another once they've completed the 12 steps. It's, it's amazing and it's such a gift that when, when I work these 12 steps and they take me to a power greater than myself, that I can then call myself recovered because I'm not in the food, because it doesn't call me, and I can extend my hand to someone else who is still suffering. That's a miracle. This, this paradigm, this 12-step recovery paradigm, this is absolutely brilliant. And I am so blessed to be a part of it. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Morrissey. Thank you. Next up, we've got Sam S., and then we'll open it back up for sharing. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, Melissa. Thank you for your service. Hi, everybody. This is Sam S. I'm a recovered compulsive reader from Bristol, Rhode Island. Um, I really <laughs> did not, my ego did not want to share on this paragraph. I wanted a different one, but <laughs> God says otherwise, so there you go. Um, so I live in this uh, in a small state in the U.S. Um, we're really, really little. And we have a saying that says, like, if you're going to travel for more than an hour, like, you pack a lunch. And, um, you know, when I came into OA, it was, I didn't know about virtual meetings. So I would drive over a bridge, which to us in Rhode Island is a big deal. And I would even tell people, you know, I go to these meetings here. And they're like, well, that's over the bridge, you know, but I was willing to do it because I, I got the solution. And, um, and the amazing thing is um, I feel like God this morning was saying like, okay, Sammy girl, like this paragraph is to kind of brace you. Things are opening back up. And I love my isolation bubble. My recovery bubble is so, oh, I can go to any meeting that I want to from a jammy jams, like on my couch and um, not have to worry, like look really nice from, you know, the neck up <laughs> and presentable. But I feel like this is God's way of reminding me, you know, like people who are suffering are going to drive to meetings when they come back. And I need to be there as a recovered woman. I need to be there to carry the message. And um, I really just, this was a great reminder that, um, you know, my home meeting um, in uh, Portsmouth, Rhode Island in person, you know, we, we've packed the rooms a lot. And I just need to remember that my attendance when I'm there to pack the rooms because that's where there's, there's recovery and, and the little small meetings that I'm able to get to in person. Um, I need to be there so that when somebody is, somebody is desperate, and they're maybe not comfortable with a virtual meeting or don't know about that, that they can come and they can see um, the solution and hear the solution, which the solution is not me. Um, spoiler alert, it's God and the steps. So I just really appreciated this little paragraph and this little nudge from God saying, okay, Sammy girl, things are opening up. And uh, when it does, like you need to come back. You can't just be in the bubble. And, and also too, like outside of, program I might be the only big book that anybody will ever see or hear so I need to make sure like as, as social gatherings are happening that I'm going safely and healthfully and in, in bringing the message and carrying the message of hope um, so just 
very, very thankful for this little paragraph that had so much in it. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sam S. Okay. Um, so I'm going to now open it up for um, for more shares. Just remember, if um, you've shared on Friday or Monday, just to hang back. Um, but we do have time, so I'm, I'm happy to take names. Who would like to share? Judith R. Judith R. Someone else came in after Judith. Rebecca F. As in Frank? Yep. Gotcha. Rebecca F. Denise B. Denise B. B. Thanks. B as in boy, right? Yes. Okay. Great. I think I've got time for one more. Rob H. Say that again. I'm sorry. Rob H. Rob H. Okay. Great. Let's go with that. And um, Judith R., would you get us started, please? Thank you, Melissa. This is Judith R., gratefully recovered in Brattleboro, Vermont. I had a realization yesterday that was so exciting to me. I was reading with uh, Sponsee, and I realized that Bill W. did probably hear about OA. I always thought, wow, he must be up in heaven just dancing for joy at all these other um, fellowships that have sprung. I know him saying here, we think that someday it's fellowship will number many hundreds. So I thought, oh, if he could only know, have known while he was still alive. But I finally realized he, he died in 1971. Oh, he was born in 1960. He probably knew about us. That was the most exciting realization for me. And I'm reading um, Lois's book, um, and I'm learning so much about how how it all blossomed in the beginning. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Oh, okay. I wasn't ready for that. Thank you, Judith R. Next up, we've got Rebecca F., and Rebecca will be followed by Denise B. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning, Melissa. Good morning, everyone. This is Rebecca F. and Frank from Connecticut. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater and so grateful to be here. Um, you know, it says in this paragraph that, um, let me see if I can find it now, um, a community 30 miles away has 15 fellows of Alcoholics Anonymous being a large place. We think that someday its fellowship will number many hundreds. And I believe he's talking about Cleveland, Ohio. I thought it was interesting that our first, the reader of the text was from Ohio. Um, And on page 15 at the bottom, it says in one Western city and its environs, there are 1,000 of us in our families. And again, he's talking about Cleveland. So in Bill's story, he's saying that there's a thousand and um, that um, 50, on page 16, 50 to 200 people show up at these informal gatherings. So somehow it went from 15 to 50 to 200 and a thousand. It must have happened pretty quickly because all of this writing is in the same um, year. 
1939. And um, so... I did a little bit of looking up about AA in Cleveland, and I think that um, what I'm finding is that the Cleveland people were having really great success with uh, recovery um, and not kind of that revolving door thing. And a lot of it had to do with the one-on-one sponsorship that was going on there. And Bill went there a lot and spent a lot of time seeing what was working in Cleveland that wasn't working in New York. And um, I think it's the same as what's working here in A Vision for You, where um, I remember when we got to 100 people at the meeting and how thrilling that was. And now there's hundreds of people on the meeting every day, close to 400, sometimes even more. Um, And I think it has to do with the one-on-one sponsorship and utilizing the big book and um, carrying the message that we undergo a personality change that uh, comes from a higher power. And it's not just showing up at meetings and hoping that it all um, work. It's doing the work with someone in whom the problem has been solved and having a spiritual awakening and uh, changing and realizing that everything we thought we knew was wrong and and embracing that to know that there's a different way of looking at life and a different way of looking at uh, having a higher power and who's in charge. And thank goodness for those Clevelanders, man. <laughs> They have something going on, and I think we've adopted it, and I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you so much. Okay, next up is Denise B., and Denise will be followed by Rob H. Good morning, Denise. Good morning, Melissa. Thank you for your service. Hi, I'm Denise B., a gratefully recovered compulsive overeater in Ireland. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to share quickly on two things that really jumped out of me in that paragraph. And the first one is that idea of these people being attracted and the word attraction, I suppose, you know, it's to evoke an interest in or a desire for something. And for me, I have to remember that, you know, for the newcomer coming into the room, I have to exemplify what it means to be recovered. I have to show up and I have to do the work and I have to live in this program and I have to work these steps so that the newcomer who is just like me, um, because I was one of these people who drove long distances when I came into the rooms first, I used to drive over an hour to an hour and a half just to get to meetings because there was none in my area. And I held on to what I was being attracted to in the rooms Um, with that despair of a drowning person, you know, and today I get to um, do God's work and and be that person, you know, that can attract uh, the newcomer to see this program in all its glory. Um, And I suppose the other thing that really resonated with me was that lovely reminder, actually, it took me right back to my early days when I did come into the rooms and I was willing to do that long drive and to ask myself, am I still willing to go to those lengths today? 
you know, my life is, I have been rocketed into the fourth dimension. I have a life today unlike anything I could have ever imagined because of this program, Fellowship, and my own God. And it's contingent in living in this program and working it. But, you know, I always have to remember that I still have to be willing to do all of those things I did when I came into the rooms first. And, um, yeah, great reminder today. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Denise. Okay, next up is Rob H. Good morning, Rob. Good morning. Uh, this is Rob uh, H. from upstate New York. Um, I just, uh, I guess I didn't know what I wanted to share except that um, I, I, when I read through this, I, well, first, when I was on the meeting, I was out walking and um, I, I heard it. I didn't really understand it too much. And then I heard they were talking about a house and I didn't know which house they were talking about because I had been to the uh, Wilson house in Vermont. Um, and it's a pretty big house. So when it said uh, it's a large place, I thought they were talking about that house being a large place. So I'm glad somebody shared about Cleveland, Ohio. Um, my experience with uh, the growth of the program is really growing uh, within me. I'm, I'm new back to the program, but uh, yeah, I used to, when I first came in, I, I did a lot of driving all over, all over the place uh, in my local area, and I'm lucky to have a lot of meetings uh, around me. But um, yeah, now with the, with the COVID, I, I feel like it, it, it expands it even more, I think, especially the fellowship, because there's a lot of people that, you know, they're, they're a lot older and they can't get around or they're in very remote places and it's a very long drive. So um, I think the large place today is, is gonna be virtual and it's gonna be the phone meetings. Hopefully they can start doing hybrid meetings at the face-to-face. -face. That's what we're gonna try to do in our, in our areas. Uh, eventually start doing some more hybrid meetings and make it even larger of a place for people to, to come to the meetings. Um, so I guess that's all I got. Thanks for letting me share. Okay. Okay, thank you so much, Rob H. Um, so, um, Rob, Rob was our last share for the day, and um, I want to thank everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today's meeting, which was June 9th, Tuesday, June 9th, 7 a.m., was 14776, 14776. And I will now ask, um, I'm sorry, so we'll close the reading um, from the big book on page 164, which will be followed by the serenity prayer. I will now ask Carmela G. to please read A Vision for You, our book is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning, Carmela. Thank you so much, Melissa. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. 
see to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.